0: You are listening to the Zen Nova Scotia podcast with talks by Cone Franz. These talks are made possible in part by generous donations from our listeners. To find out how to support and take part in our community, visit zennovascotia.com. Years ago, I was given a, a little book, little blue book. Called, I believe, training the mind, and it's it's not a Zen book. It's it comes out of the Tibetan world, and in it are these slogans. The practice is called Lojong, and and there are these little sayings. I think they're all one sentence, very simple. I believe there are fifty seven of them, and it's a great book. <laughs> It's a great set of practices because you can, what I find, and and I think many people find this, is that you could read one page of that book and think about it for years. It's that kind of book. And I thought tonight I would talk about one of those slogans, though I'm speaking not as a representative of that tradition, just as someone who uh, gets this particular one stuck in his head a lot. And this is how it goes drive all blames into one. That's it. It's really hard. My thinking about this has changed a lot over the years, and I suspect it will continue to. But when I imagine trying to talk about it, I find myself breaking it down into two parts. One part has to do with the way that we work with blame. There's a a story that's used a lot in classical Buddhist texts about uh, someone is shot with an arrow and you come across the person who's been shot. And, and the question that's raised in this story is, do you, do you ask who shot the arrow? Do you ask which direction it came from? Do you ask what the components of the arrow were? Do you ask what the weather was at the time that the person was shot? <laughs> right. Or do you administer first aid? <laughs> This points a little bit to our natural tendency uh, to look at all the wrong things. I do this with my son. My son is is, uh, rambunctious. And he gets hurt a lot. And as a result, his sister sometimes gets hurt as well because he's kind of a terror. And, and because I get tired of always facing this, this kind of self-destructive element, I find that sometimes my son will come to me and he's crying and he's holding his foot and I'll say, what happened? And he's still crying and I'm saying, no, 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 what happened? And I have to stop myself I have to really think. Why am I asking this? Why am I asking this now? Right? I've already decided that this is not a big deal. I've already decided that he will be fine. And that this is an imaginary problem. And so now what I'm doing is I'm skipping his pain. I'm skipping his suffering. And I'm trying to go straight to the lesson. Right? So that I can say, well, don't do that. Mm -hmm. It's terrible parenting. I do it all the time. I'm ashamed. <laughs> but blame is is our we have an instinct for blame. We all do. I think it's partly because we have an instinct for narrative we want to be able to tell a story about what happened or what is happening and we want good guys and we want bad guys and we want to be a good guy that's important as well and so hot, uh, uh, blame becomes like a hot potato right we stand around something goes wrong something goes wrong at work and we all toss this thing around to each other and we say, ah, 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 and we shoot it off drive all blames into one is a very powerful message that what you can do in that situation and it's not magic but it's very powerful is that you can see that potato being passed around and you can reach out and you can grab it and you can say i'm not going to throw this around anymore i am not going to be distracted by this i'm not going to participate I work with a bunch of people who are Buddhist and I joke all the time that that they can just drive all blames into me. It can just, it makes things easier. <laughs> when things collapse, just think, well, that's probably Kohen's fault. It will save you so much time. It will save you so much energy because if you just believe it, you can get to the business of fixing it. Mm-hmm. right? But if you don't believe it, if you're not sure, you might spend hours or days or weeks or the rest of your life trying to work out who was at fault. I've talked with a lot of people about this in terms of relationships and my experience is that almost everyone has at least one past relationship where decades later they can still be working out the blame. The intricacies of the blame. Right? They worked out on day one that it was the other person's fault. Right? But now they can spend years trying to figure out exactly what it was that that person did wrong and how. We can be completely consumed by this. It's important to understand that drive all blames into one. If you pick up that hot potato, it doesn't mean that you think you're to blame. And this is where it becomes kind of sophisticated. It doesn't mean that you're actually saying, I did it. And it isn't quite martyrdom either. It's an act of strength. You're stepping in and you're saying, this is not the point. This cannot be the point. No matter what it is, there has to be a step beyond assigning blame. Let's go to that. That's part one. Part two has to do with actually taking responsibility for your life. Really looking at the choices that you make and refusing to be a victim. I think it's Thich Nhat Hanh who, his definition of anger is seeing yourself as a victim. When I read that, for me, it was a completely transformative statement. Because I tried to apply it to every recent memory of anger, and in every one of them, that was true. (laughs) So what happens if we take that out? What happens if we look at injustice? What happens when we look at the larger problems that seem so unfair? And start with the question of, in what way is this my responsibility? In what way am I enabling this? In what way am I a part of this? Am I? If it's a big enough problem, the answer is almost always a little bit, yes. And then how? And then what can I do about it? As I said in the beginning, I I think about this a lot because I struggle with it. And I struggle with it because I'm human. I want there to be things that are bad. (laughs) And I want there to be people who are separate from myself, so that they can carry the burden of blame, so that they can carry the burden of responsibility. easy that way. It's easy at work. Things go wrong at work all the time. And I can see how I have days when I go home and I tell the story of work in terms of what other people did. This person, for some reason, insists on doing this. And then there are other days, days when perhaps I'm a little bit more solid in my own adulthood when I come home and I describe work in terms of what I did. We had a catastrophe the other day at work, and... If we're being objective about it, it was a group problem. Everyone really screwed up. And it was a big deal. But I was the first person to find out. So I had a few minutes. I had I had the benefit of time to sit down and really think about this. And I got to work through some of my own story. And and, and I could stew a little bit, and I could say, I can't believe that she didn't see that. Right. And then when I went to everybody and I said, guess what? Something happened. What I was able to do was I was able to say, this happened. It's a disaster. I take responsibility for this. Can we fix it? This was a rare moment for me. So I, I, I'm not the model of how this works, but I had this this great opportunity and I took it. And what was great about that day was I think we saved hours. Mm-hmm. Because everyone, first of all, could say, Oh, 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 it's okay. Mm-hmm. And move on. And also... And this was important. By saying, I take responsibility, I think it made it possible for other people to also do the same. Because then it wasn't scary. Then you're not taking all of it, right? You're not actually saying, I'm going to take this bullet. You're saying, oh yeah, me too. And We proceeded to have a great day. <laughs> it was a great day because we all went into disaster mode and we worked together and it was easy but it could have been really really bad I'll probably remember this day for the rest of my life because I never get this right it was a day when things went well but But in this little slogan, and I love them because they're so short and you can burn them into your brain, is this opportunity to flip your story and to absorb some of, for lack of a better word, the suffering in the room. You can absorb some of the confusion and you can absorb some of the fear and you can absorb some of the defensiveness and you can simply say, yeah, I'm strong enough to take that. And it can be a tremendous gift. It can be very brave. And again, in certain cases, it can take a lifetime. And I'll stop there. For more information about Zen, our practice, and how you can support and take part in our community, please visit zennovascotia.com.